you please pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, today we remember the giving of your Holy Spirit. As Jesus uh, had promised, as he had told them what was going to happen, and then the day of Pentecost, where your Spirit rushed in and all heard your words of forgiveness in Christ and repentance from our life before. We pray, Father, that you would continue to work by your Spirit through your word. Continue to call us each day unto you, unto the forgiveness you have for us in Jesus. And at this time, we pray that you would remove distractions from our hearts, remove distractions from our minds, that your word would be heard. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Have you ever been really, really, really thirsty? Not just like you go over to someone's house and you could use a glass of water, but I mean parched, like tongue sticking to the roof of your mouth, absolutely dehydrated, mind maybe going a couple of different directions and starting to imagine things, thirsty, wanting some sort of water, wanting some sort of refreshment, wanting some sort of source of life to let you know that you're not going to die from thirst. And I know it happens because... Remember, I grew up on cartoons, and Bugs Bunny would always end up in the middle of the desert, half-melted as he was making his way through the sand, looking for some sort of water. And if you don't believe Bugs Bunny, then there's also Wile E. Coyote. He would do the exact same thing. And more often than not, they would end up somewhere through the middle of the desert, maybe even Daffy Duck at sometimes too. Uh, but they would end up in the middle, and they'd see a mirage. They would see something that they thought was some source of water, and they would be overjoyed at this source of water, and they would rush over to it as best they could and start swimming in the water until all of a sudden they realized it was fake and false, and it was just a mirage, and it was just some more sand. And today, in our gospel text, uh, we got to get a couple of things straight first. Today is the day where we're celebrating Pentecost, uh, 50 days after Easter. Very ancient feast, even amongst the Jewish culture. Yet that one is celebrated exactly now, 50 days after Passover, 50 days after Easter. And it was celebrated to commemorate the time at which uh, the Israelites were taken out of the exile and had made it to Mount Sinai and the giving of the law at Mount Sinai. Yet in John's Gospel, we have a different feast. In John's Gospel, we have the Feast of Booth or tabernacles. That one actually happens later in the year. That feast happens around October. It's a celebration of the harvest. It's a celebration of what all of what God gives. And it also commemorates the 40 years in which the Israelites made their way through the desert as they were wandering, as they were lost, looking for a source of life, looking for a source of something to give them their identity, waiting for God to provide. And so that particular feast that we read about in John, we just get to read what Jesus did on the very last day of the feast. But it's a seven-day feast. It's a day of feast, excuse me, it's a feast in which each day there's different things going on. Now, throughout those seven days, they would bring water up from a particular pool that was very far below where the temple mount is at, and there was no way to get the water uphill, and so they would carry the water up each day for the 
people of the feast to ceremonially wash. They would wash from the waters of the pool of Siloam, and they would be prepared for each day of these feasts. And people would bring grain offerings, and people would bring different offerings each day of the feast until you got to the last day, the, the culminating day, the great day where no water was brought up to the feast anymore. You see, no water was brought up to the temple on that last day. That was a day where everything was to be done and completed. And on that day, something different would happen. On that day, there was a little more rest. On that day, they would offer a water offering. Thanking God for how he had taken care of them throughout the many years in the desert. See, and on that day, that's the day that Jesus decided to speak openly, publicly, with loud announcements, right? See, all the other days before that, he had been teaching. He had been speaking to people. People were wondering who he was. They were wondering if maybe he was the Christ, maybe he was the Messiah, maybe he wasn't. There were divisions happening amongst all of the people. They were spiritually wandering. They didn't really know what to make of this man, this guy that they knew came from Galilee, had grown up in Galilee. They knew his background. They knew Joseph, his father, as far as they knew who his father was to be. So they were a little confused. Some believed, some didn't. And in that wandering is when Jesus speaks, right? Now, this day of Pentecost as well. We have to remember that on this day where we are now, initially was celebrated for the giving of God's law, his written law. Martin Luther had some good words about this day too. On this day of Pentecost, we celebrate the giving of the Holy Spirit, a spiritual law. And then as we move back to where Jesus is at in John at the Feast of Tabernacles, we see a promise of what we celebrate today. And that's why it's a little out of time. It's a little out of sync. It seems like everything should be around that one day, but yet we see Jesus promising. We see Jesus seeing where his people are at in the midst of confusion, in the midst of spiritual wandering, in the midst of looking for a source of something, looking for a source of life to quench their thirst. And so he promises. And with those just three verses that we read, we really have to do some digging to see why it's so important what Jesus said. Because what he said is one thing, but when he said it and where he said it is a completely fulfilling thing. You see, it was in the midst of that feast and on that one great day and in the moment when the Israelites would normally bring a libation offering, a drink offering. Jesus stands up and he says, are you thirsty? You want water? I am the source of living water. I am the one. If you are thirsty, come to me and I will give you drink. Think about that for a second. Jesus is standing up in the middle of a sacrifice, in the middle of an offering to God as the Israelites are commemorating wall that God has done for them. And Jesus stands in the middle and says, 
You want something from God? Come to me. Come to me as I stand here as the offering, as I stand here as the one between you and God, as I stand here as the one between you and the Father, I stand here as the source, the source of the one to bring you life, the source of the one to give you everything that you need to live eternally. See, he didn't have gallons of water next to them to quench their thirst, but he saw what their spiritual thirst was. And he made a promise that in him, there was going to be something that would quench that thirst. Coming from him would be something that was coming to quench that thirst. As you hear John's word say, Jesus said this as a promise of the Holy Spirit. For the Holy Spirit had not come yet because Jesus had not been glorified yet. Remember just a few days ago when we celebrated the ascension? The day that Jesus is ascended into heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father and at that moment gives the Holy Spirit out as well. And from that source of him at the right hand of the Father and the Holy Spirit, the promise of the Comforter, right, is given. Jesus had to go away in order that the Holy Spirit would come. And so that source of life, where we would be thirsty and looking for a water source, Jesus sees our spiritual thirst and says, all the things that you need are in me. Remember, the water at that ceremony that they would bring up would be for people to ceremonially cleanse. And Jesus is standing there saying, I'm the one that cleanses you. I'm the one that makes you clean before God. I'm also the one that's going to sustain you for." eternal life i'm the one from me will come everything that you need when you come with your dirt when you come with your sin when you come with everything that separates you from god i am the one that will cleanse you and as jesus goes away as jesus ascends he sends his spirit to continually point us back to christ to continually guide us in what god would have us do for the people around us He gave the law at Mount Sinai to set his expectation for what his people should do in life. And we fall and we cannot do that. And then he gives his spirit to actually work through us to get it done. You see, it's God working through us to care for his creation. It's God working by his spirit to bring us unto himself. It's God working in every single one of those moments to make you his child, to cleanse you, to take your sin away, to be the source of eternal life for you. As you are wrapped in that word and the water in your baptism, as you are strengthened each day by his spirit, as he continually calls you unto himself, so that now in this time, we have that source of life. And that source of life will not go away into eternity. And there will be a day where we are gathered together around the rivers that flow from the temple. When we are gathered together around God himself, as Jesus is present there and the Holy Spirit as well, continually being the source of life for each one of us into eternity. In Jesus' name, amen. Would you pray with me? Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for all that you do daily by your Spirit to give us life, 
and to hold us in the eternal life which you promised. We pray that you guide us this day and every day, that all that we do would glorify you and take care of the folks that are around us as you would have us do. As we rest in the grace and mercy that you have for us and the forgiveness of sins won by Jesus. And in his name we pray. Amen.